winning season has officially returned. And with NFL Preseason Live, there are plenty of opportunities to win at MyBookie. Whether you're a seasoned better or a first-timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. To claim your bonus, sign up and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with MyBookie. It's simple. 250 puts $500 in your account, and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on team win totals. Predict the Super Bowl winner. Use the MyBookie Prop Builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Time to connect with Andy Poland, and as I have said with you over the years, the one most applicable bite for NFL action is from the great movie Gladiator. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Hell yes. What a week one in the National Football League. They never let us down, do they? I mean, it's a game designed to be crack cocaine. There was, in the witching hour today on Sunday, I think four games that came to a boil at the very end. Two of them tied at 20 apiece, and then two others that were within one or two points that ended on field goals or missed field goals. And it's sort of like how the league, I mean, the league is fucking bulletproof. Even with the (laughs) shitty calls that are made at times that affect outcomes of the game, more on that in just a second, even with the sometimes rampant criminal aspect in the league, see to Sean Watson, you can't kill this thing. No, no. I'll tell you one thing, though, that they have done that, that baseball is finally wising up to now is they tweak the rules. They're continuing to look at the product. And you remember that old Buffalo Wild Wings commercial yep. where they would want to send the game to overtime and somebody <laughs> would turn a knob and, and would make it happen? <laughs> the NFL's been doing that for years, so they keep the product so it's 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 close. It's entertaining. They tweak the rules. I mean, roughing the quarterback now is a sneeze. Oh, my um, God, yeah. You know, when, when I grew up watching football – uh, the then Redskins had a cornerback named Pat Fisher who wasn't any faster than B, but he could chop you down at the knees across the middle. Now right. you can't do anything. So so they've got it set up so the games are almost always close unless you have just a complete mismatch, but those don't happen very often. There was a very ticky-tack roughing the passer call against Carolina late uh, on Jacoby Brissett which yep. was really, really bad. It kept a drive alive in their own territory. They would go on to kick the game-winning field goal. But even more egregious was this. The referee in this game, and I have to look up who it was, actually made a wrong call by specifically saying the call he was making was legal when, in fact, the rules say the exact opposite. This involved a fake spike that then turned into a spike that stopped the clock with the Browns trailing late in the game. You'd like to try to quickly run a play. And they will indeed spike wow. it. I'm shocked that they spiked it there because now it's fourth down. Now you got to kick it right here. 
and he kind of faked it. There's no foul on the play. The, the player faked the spike and then threw the spike. <laughs> When in fact, Andy, that is a violation and should have been a penalty and might have pushed the Browns out of field goal range. Although the kicker for the Browns, this rookie, hit a 60-yarder that was a goddamn missile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some crazy kicking stuff that happened today. This guy, McPherson, for the uh, Bengals, who was just about automatic last year. Money, Money Mac, they call him. Yeah, I know they were missing their snapper and that thing threw things off, but... He missed an extra point. He missed a field goal. I mean, come on. What's what's going on here? Yeah. So that call was made, and I'm sure they will issue the uh, statement on Tuesday like, ah, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that, that was an error, and uh, we're uh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> but here's a call that I can honestly say in my, let's call it, let's see, I was about 10 years old when I started remembering game. Okay, eight. I can remember an NFL game on TV as early as eight. By the way, how how young can you remember seeing an NFL game either on TV or in person? I would say that's about right. Uh, that would okay. put me at 1966. So, yeah, that, that would have been about right. All right, me. so I'm 54 now. So in my 46 years of watching hashtag this league, I can honestly say I have never in my life heard of this penalty called in the Bears-Niners game at a deluged Soldier Field. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Chicago number 16. Wow. Brought a towel out on the field in the dead ball period to wipe the field down. By rule, that's illegal. <laughs> Wiping the field. That's a penalty, apparently. I guess so. Taunting? Is that what he's called? No. Wiping the field. The player apparently dabbed the field where I guess they were setting up for a field goal. I didn't see oh. where it was. Oh, well, this, this And that's video. apparently illegal. Now, you can wipe the ball down all you like. You can wipe right. your jersey down. You can wipe your butt, your ass, your balls, you can your helmet. You can't wipe the field apparently. Well, th- this goes back to to 82 when the Dolphins were playing the Patriots in a snowstorm in New England, and Ron Meyer told a guy who was on work release to take the snowplow out on the field so he could clear a spot for his kicker to kick the field goal, which I think may have been the only score in the game. It's I think one that's of the, when they changed yeah. the rule. Hold on a second. Hold on. I got the, uh, got the Berman bite from it right here. Nine oh, straight God. times. But number 10 is going to be tough. Last year, they struggled with New England to win in overtime. And they get a break to the yard. But he also gained some frostbite. Because look at him go right there. It was scoreless with John Deere. There we go. It was scoreless with less than five minutes to go. And Mark Henderson, driving a John Deere, plowed the way for John Smith to kick it. Matt Cavanaugh to hold it. The only points in the game is 33-yard field goal. So, yeah, uh, they, they had a guy on work release with right. a little a John Deere snowplow, snowbrush thing, mm-hmm. and they were using it to brush the yard lines, obviously, but he used it to brush a little swath where the kicker could get better footing. And the NFL, I guess, said, well, we got to put a rule in for that in case mm-hmm. it ever happens again. Right. So now it's uh, gone to the point of wiping. Can't even wipe. So even though you can't wipe the field with a towel, uh, they will not call a 
they will not stop a game and go, wait, we fucked up. They fake spiked it and then did spike it, and that's against the rules. This is an egregious mistake. Where is all the Kings replay? Where is Alberto Riveron in the headquarters calling the whole league, Andy, to make everything perfect? See, this is one of the reasons why I am still as anti-replay as ever. Because okay. for all the replay, you still have calls that are dead-ass wrong that affect the outcome of games. Okay, but but the referees have to have a better handle on the rules. Same thing happened in the in the Alabama-Texas game where there was some play in the end zone. Oh, my which- God. Which should have been a safety, and it was it was called it was ridiculous, and the referee didn't understand the rule. There was multiple bad calls in that game yeah. that right. saved Texas's or saved Alabama's ass. But more on college in just a second. So let's start with your commies, Andy. They Please. pulled it out right after I texted you to say, "Well, and we're off again for the season." After the Jaguars took what seemed like a solid six point lead into the late stages of the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, you got to you gotta say this about Carson Wentz. Boy, he can be terrible, but uh, when they needed him to be good, he was really good at the end. Now, Jen Hale is doing the sidelines. This is a Chris Myers game. Oh, uh, yes, with, uh, Chris Myers. With, with Robert Smith. I mean, this is, this is the last string team. It's Jacksonville and Washington, and they've got <laughs> Jen Hale as the sideline reporter. And, and she breathlessly, breathlessly reports after halftime that she spoke to Ron Rivera and Ron Rivera was very happy with the decision making that Carson Wentz had made. And she said, and this is why they went out and got Carson Wentz. And I pointed out to her that, in fact, the reason he was available for a ham sandwich is because his decision making has been terrible with two teams over the last two years and sure enough right when it came time he made two terrible decisions on two awful interceptions that seemingly changed the complete complexion of the game and would have put the win in favor of, or would have put the game in favor of jacksonville had he not come yeah. back and played really well yeah. well you could also argue that the uh, touchdown to mclaurin was just broken coverage and you yeah. could argue the touchdown to Dotson was a screw up by the DB who didn't turn around yeah. well, for some it's reason. It's Jacksonville. It's, it's they're asking to be beaten. They're asking <laughs> to be beaten badly, and you don't take advantage. They scored touchdowns on their first two drives. That, right. They never scored touchdowns on dr- early drives last year. So he was on his way to piling up yeah. some points, but then they stopped for some reason. But hey, that said, it's a win. And what you oh, do yeah. in this league is you stuff them, you bag them, and you keep moving. Because you'll lose as many games in horrific fashion like that as you win. Right. And you can't you can't overreact one way or another to a win or a loss. I mean, I mean you can't you can. That's what sports radio and our our houses yeah. are built on. <laughs> the Monday overreaction. But, but but you know, the the is for example, the 49ers going into Chicago and losing. Uh, does that mean that the 49ers are going to be a four-win team this year and the Bears are going to the Super Bowl? Probably not, but no. that's the way things go. But that's the beauty of this episodic reality show known as the NFL, is that every week is a new narrative, all right. based on exactly what you saw last. It's not based on what everything you saw or things that you know will eventually be true. It's what was the last thing you saw. My team was great. We're going all the way. My team was terrible. We totally suck. Let's burn it all down. That's the beauty and the appeal of this league. The once-a-week nature is golden. 
No question. It's, as you say, a kaleidoscope league. It just changes <laughs> week to week. Exactly. I do think they have got to get rid of ties, though. This Yes. Oh, well, well first of all, whoever came up with the idea that they were going to shorten overtime to 10 minutes and make sure that each team touches the ball, that is miraculously stupid. Imbec- imbecilic. It's yeah. it just it's just ridiculous. They changed the rule in 1974 to eliminate ties, and now they've turned it back so there's a greater possibility of ties. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they changed the rule while simultaneously. They changed two rules. One is they let both teams touchy-touchy in the yeah. postseason, and then they simultaneously shorten overtime from 15 to 10 minutes under the guise of safety. Oh, yeah. we wouldn't want them playing too much football. They could get worn out or get an ouchie. I mean, that's like taking your cell phone, throwing it in the toilet, then handcuffing yourself to the sink. You're like, oh, shit, how'd we get here? But <laughs> it, has, it has brought up a possibility, a dream, Andy, that one listener texted me about. You ready to hear this dream? All right. <laughs> this is from Brandy Burdine. He says, Zabe, well, we're one seventeenth away, one seventeenth of the way towards what I have dreamed about for a long time. A team that would go both undefeated and winless and still make the playoffs in one year. Yes, indeed. I'm looking for the ultimate white whale, the O O and 17 team. Think about that. 17 ties. You can't do it if you don't tie the first game. And we got two teams. We almost had four teams that would have had that dream alive. What are your thoughts? That team at eight and a half half wins, virtual wins, because that's what ties are, would be in the mix, don't you think, with these expanded playoffs? And you could, and you could, you know, and then, then what happens to those dolphins? Are, are they are they not toasting themselves with champagne at, at the end of the season? I mean, how, how does that work? I know that I know that the Redskins in a fourteen game schedule once once had three ties in a year. Uh, I don't know ties. if any team ever had yeah. four, but I do know that they had. Uh, there have been teams that have had three. Are but, you uh, okay 17? with Are you okay with ties in the NFL? Yeah, okay, but but it, 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 you had a pretty good system. I like the system where they flipped the coin and the team that scored first won, won the, game. the game. Right, and and, and and the team that lost the flip, it was its team's job to play defense. And if they played defense well enough and got the ball back and they kicked the field goal, right. they won the game. But no, 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 not fair, not fair. Nobody stop. That's half the game. Outside of soccer, the tie in sports is almost extinct. Almost. Right. College football, we had them. They're gone now. In fact, I don't like that overtime rule either. Well, everyone has their own opinions on that. There was a seven overtime game this weekend in college. There was nine, I think, last year with Penn State. Right. 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 Wait, and and the overtimes just start. They at some point they go to just straight two point conversions, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, alternating plays, it stinks. Hockey yeah. used to have regular season ties. Right. They got rid of that. Mm-hmm. And in baseball, we once had a tie in the All Star game because they ran out of pitchers, and half the team that had played was already on a jet out of town to right. take another day off. But otherwise. 
where are ties? They don't really exist anymore, which is a good thing because to me, you're gathering everyone to go to the stadium, to watch a game, to pay a lot of money, to have an athletic contest. There's got to be resolution. It's got to end with a winner and a loser, for God's sakes. Well, I mean, what was one time called like the game of the century between Michigan State and Notre Dame in 1966, Ara Parsegian, knowing he would win the national title because uh, I guess they didn't have bowl games for Notre Dame or something in those days. So he played for a tie against Michigan State. He he had the ball and he like basically ran it to to run out the clock. Didn't, didn't Pat Dye one time Auburn coach go for a tie in a big bowl game yeah. uh, with similar strategy in mind, and they, they hung that around his neck calling him Pat Dye for the tie? Or die, the Dye tie. The Dye, yeah, something like that. Anyway, a couple more things on the uh, Commanders game. There was a busted pipe in the stadium <laughs> on the yeah. very first game. This follows last year's embarrassment of the busted pipe what they claimed was a sewage pipe and then later said, no, 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 it's just a drain pipe from the roof. How bad is it that on week one, this happens again? It's, it's bad. They had other embarrassments. They had uh, a, an officially licensed truck that was selling paraphernalia <laughs> that had mugs with the logo of the team, which is a W and with the background of Washington, Washington state. state, right? Not Washington DC. So and th- that was an officially licensed vendor truck. Are you right. sure of that? Yes, it was because you could see it on the logo on the outside. Now it was parked. They, they said, Oh, that was not parked inside the stadium. No, it wasn't. It was parked directly <laughs> but, outside the team store. Right. But where, whose was where, it? Who, whose was it? Was it the team's actual? Did they approve of that vendor? They had to. You, you can't. You, it's not like Jed Clampett drove up the family <laughs> truck and started selling mugs out of the back. No, no. no. You, I know that. But like at uh, at Nats Park, you yeah. can see people selling unlicensed stuff with bottles of water on U Street and Half Street, about yeah, two blocks is, from this, the stadium, no, which no. is not controlled by the team. Those are city no, no. streets, this, so you can't they, police that. But no. at, at Ral John, they would have control of the parking lots, and I assume oh, yeah. they would see that vendor and say, you're good to go, you're approved, go ahead and sell these. So they obviously right. got a bad batch of command. Now, that's now a fucking collectible. I want one of those mugs oh, yeah. now. Everybody wants one of those, but they were quickly removed. Also, on the team store... They listed all the division titles and listed 1979, but didn't list 1982 when they won the Super Bowl. I mean, it's just one sloppy mistake after another with this organization. And what they always do is they blame it on the past. The, you know, Jason Wright, Ghosts of Christmas Pass. Oh, we looked in the in the uh, in the research that we had that was put out by the team. Must have been done by the administrations before. Nothing is ever their fault. Was '79 uh, the year that Clint Longley gutted us? No, for the no, Cowboys. No. Clint Longley. That was Thanksgiving. '79 was the year that Roger Staubach came back and beat him with a touchdown pass to Tony Hill in the final second. That was they blew the a one. thirteen point lead in the fourth quarter. They won the game. They would have been division champs. So And they yeah. omitted the eighty two division yeah, title. It's not there. It's not there. Because because with years they always have trouble. You know, the the, the official <laughs> press they got the years wrong. I mean you know, it's, <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, that's yeah. bad. And and so there was that. And then you asked the question: Where's Snyder? Because they well, had a shot of Tanya, his yeah. wife, in the booth, but Snyder was not there. 
in in the box sitting alone. I I I can't remember. There may have been games where she sat with him, but I don't remember. Usually it's just him with somebody next to him, whether it was Bruce Allen or Vinny or somebody else. Daryl Green was up there. He was sitting with her, but she was not with her husband. And where was he? Was he hiding under well, the desk? I mean, so he, he, he may still be floating on the open ocean trying to avoid a subpoena. Uh, from who? Because he, he did voluntarily. <laughs> Congress. Yeah, well, but they could did. they could come back for more. Who knows? They, he might know. still think the landing zone is too hot. Also, uh-huh. he technically has still not been reinstated. He wasn't Although, suspended. I, I know. Well, that's true. But he was told to step away well, or no, step aside. Not, they, they said he was stepping away oh. to concentrate on getting a stadium built. There was nothing from the league that said he's been ordered to stay away. Yeah. He cares more about that fucking yacht of his. Then he does the stadium. And I know that, hey, he's not a facilities manager. He can't control every single pipe that breaks. But there is an attention to detail that you properly said is totally lacking with the organization. Where if you're the owner, you lean on your guy who is the stadium guy to go, motherfucker, there was another leak and it made social media making us look like dipshits again. Either fix this or you're fired. That's what he needs to do. But he doesn't care. That's the thing. So, anyway, how'd you like the uniforms? You know, I, I, when they were rolled out, when they announced the name change in February, I thought, oh, God, these, these white uniforms with red numbers, this looks stupid. They look really good on TV. They really do. Right. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning season has officially returned. And with NFL Preseason Live, there are plenty of opportunities to win at MyBookie. Whether you're a season better or a first-timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks To claim your bonus, sign up and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with MyBookie. It's simple. 250 puts $500 in your account, and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on team win totals. Predict the Super Bowl winner. Use the MyBookie Prop Builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. All right, couple. Uh, let's go run through the scores real quick. Ravens beat the Jets 24-9. to as uh, basically the Lamar Jackson scorched earth tour has begun three touchdowns. He turned down a huge contract because it didn't have enough guaranteed money, the same kind of Deshaun Watson money. He's acting as his own agent. If, if they don't get a deal, 
by the spring, they'll franchise him. Yeah. And that gets very expensive very quick. I think it's a one-year $45 million pop next year. And right. it goes up to like $54 million the following year. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the Ravens are walking themselves right into the Kirk Cousins trap. Do you think right. the Ravens are doing this right? Well, I mean, time will tell. But, but I would say that, that Lamar Jackson has got some chutzpah to do it. And what's on his side, as we're watching, the, I'm watching the Cowboys now get started here. Dak Prescott did the same thing and suffered what looked like, you know, an Alex Smith type of leg injury. And, and, and he still got paid. Got paid. Got exactly paid. So, right. So I think, you know, also Lamar Jackson is making $23 million this year. So I think he's, and he, and I also read that he lives in a house in Owings Mills, which cost $1 million. That's, that's it. not, that's it. Yeah. So in Owings so, Mills, humble, yeah. But you know, nice no, enough. Owings Mills is a, is a nice suburb of Baltimore, and and, and a million dollar house there. But it's is a not a very nice house. But it's not a palace. No, it's not. And I think. Yeah, it's not Beverly Hills. See, this is why I'm here for it on the Lamar Jackson scorched earth tour. I I am liking him more and more because he is a different cat. Right. He is oddly humble. It's kind of dumb of him to not have an agent. But then again, he might be the smart one as he sits back and says, look, I'm an MVP quarterback. They don't make guys like me very easily. I'm going to get paid one way or the other. And besides, I only live in a million dollar house. So what am I fucking worried about? Right. I mean, he I think I think he's looking at it and, and looking at what's happened a year ago. You never would have predicted that there would be a quarterback who had two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed. Who knows what the landscape's going to look like a year from now? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's not going down. Yeah. I know that. Whatever right. it is, it's not going down. Uh, the, they, they, yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, uh, and also look at the quarterback that got the money. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, he, he, he just managed to be in the right set of circumstances, thanks in part to all his civil suits with all these masseuses. Right. right. They yeah. had one team that was so desperate, the Browns, to get a guy. They said, fuck it, we'll just guarantee it all. Right. And he had multiple teams that were sniffing around him, which made it easy to jack the price up. Lamar will theoretically be handcuffed by the franchise tag, and there's only one team as desperate as the Browns. That's the Browns, although maybe the Redskins will be in the mix. Who knows? But, yeah, it's going to be a different dynamic. Good for him, though. Dolphins beat the Patriots 20-7 to as a new coach Mike McDaniel goes for it on fourth and seven at like the 40, and they convert uh, to uh, Jalen Waddle. He goes in for a touchdown, and everyone's raving about it. Uh, Tyreek had a big day. Maybe this is the year the Dolphins are really back. Right, and they've got this guy who looks like a librarian coaching the team. Yeah. (laughs) He's a former receiver at Yale, but he he doesn't look it. And and here's here's something else I'm thinking about. I mean, you can't overreact to the first game, but – Bob Kraft has made remarks about not being happy about only making the playoffs or only winning one playoff game over the last four years or something like that. Um, do, does he start to nudge Belichick towards the door if if they have a you know a non playoff year this year? Uh, could be. Chiefs crush the Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury is so going to get fired this year. It's just going to happen. The Packers sleptwalked again in their first game out of the gate. Just like last year, they get manhandled by Kirk and the Vikings 23-7. to 
And Rodgers looked really, really bad in this game because he held onto the ball too long. He took too many brutal hits that he normally doesn't take. And their rookie receiver dropped a wide open bomb for a touchdown on the first play from scrimmage. Do you see that one? Uh, I did not. But oh, I just wait till you see point. it. Wait till you see it. He is 20 yards in the clear as he runs past the defense and it's laid right in his hands and boom, drops it. It's one of those classic ones where when a wide receiver is so open, yeah. there's a high chance he's going to get the yips and drop it. Especially a rookie. Yep. Yeah. Well, Devontae Adams didn't want to pay him, so there you go. I don't think they could pay him. Part of the problem is they got all their money tied up in other guys, and so they had to get something for him. So I, you know, but th- I think here's the thing that's going to be interesting. And I said this uh, leading up to the season for Packer fans. I said, look, this is a passing league. You need a star receiver. You can't make it up in volume. You can't make it up by distributing to him and to him and to him. I believe, Andy, you got to have an ace receiver. Do you believe in that? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, and 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 look at look at all these teams that that have done that. Look at the deal that the devil Tom Brady made uh, <laughs> to, to get uh, what's his name, the, the Michigan guy who took his shirt off. Antonio last Brown. Time. Antonio Brown. Yeah, I mean, so so they'll they'll do anything. And that was on top of having Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Gronk. He's like more. Give me yeah. more guys. And what happened? He won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and you had one of those guys. You had Brady. But Brady yeah. needed help, and he got it. Yeah. Speaking of Brady, Buccaneers trail right now. I'm going to let Andy go to watch the game. I got to go watch the game as well. Cowboys three nothing early on. Uh, the Ian Rappaport story this morning said basically this is it for Tom. Now this will be his last year, and that basically he had promised Giselle an August vacation when he retired for the first time in 20 years, and that's why he had to miss camp for 11 days. To which I said on Twitter. What's so fucking magic about August? Is July and June not the same? No, no. She, she, I believe, did this on purpose because she knew if ah. she scheduled it in August that that would cement the retirement, she thought. And he said, <laughs> hmm, maybe I can figure this out. So, so he can- still went on vacation to what? Try to placate her? Yeah. I, th- I think he said, he said, okay, I promise you we're going to go on vacation. So when he made his comeback... He said to them, he said, first of all, you got to get rid of old four eyes there because I'm sick of him. So get him out of there. Bruce Arians. <laughs> yeah. Then I, then I want Todd Bowles here because he's a defensive guy and he'll get out of my business to leave me alone. And Giselle says, we got to go on vacation. You good with that? And they said, oh, yes, Tom, whatever you want. Come back. Come back. Come oh, back. my God. It's just funny that a guy like Brady has to go through the same appeasement rituals as most of us married men. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 the deal you make. Once <laughs> once, once you sign the ketubah, you're good. The ketubah, that has to be a Jewish reference that I yeah, don't understand. Yeah, that's the that's the Jewish contract. Yes, the ketubah. Yes. Anyway, so we'll see if that's true. Uh in Miami there was a viral video that went uh out after the game of about 7 or 8 cars at least burnt to a crisp because somebody in the tailgate lot left their uh, barbecue grill either too close to the cars or worse yet put it in their trunk with the coal still hot you had an experience similar to this at fedex field once upon a time oh yes i did uh that that i that there was a car that that happened to in a lot that i was parked in 
And I very much feared, even though it was an old Honda, I very much feared that my car might have been next to that one. How close to your not. how close to your precious Honda Accord was that? It was uh I would say within a hundred yards. Wow, okay. So close enough you saw it and you're like, oh shit, that could yeah. have been me. Yeah, could what have been me. whoever did that, they need to be punished. They need to be put in jail. They need to put be put in stupid jail for thirty days for causing such damage and inconvenience to everybody else. I mean come yeah, on. Hey, you put the hibachi you gotta make sure the hibachi is out before you put it in the trunk, you moron. <laughs> yeah. All right, college football real quick, then we're done. Huge upsets, seismic, shocking upsets over the weekend, including Notre Dame losing at home to Marshall, Texas A&M losing at home to App State. That was sweet. And there was a third one that I somehow eludes my memory. What was the third big holy shit upset that there was? Well, well, Nebraska, and they got their coach. Yes, Nebraska. Georgia Southern, which has been a one double-A power that jumped up to one Division I about five years ago, they say, with Clay Helton as their head coach. The guy who was going to save USC football. They go into Norman, er, uh, not Norman, they go into uh, Lincoln, and they not only beat Nebraska, but they hang like 41 points on them, and then they had to fire Scott Frost even before the magic October 1st date which would have saved them $8 million. Think about this when it comes to the financial dysfunction of college athletics and football. They couldn't wait two more weeks to save $8 million. Well, you know, with name image and likeness and boosters, the collateral damage could have been worse than $8 million. You know, if they, they, they got Oklahoma this week. If they lose to Oklahoma by 50 points and he's still the coach, it could be worth a lot more than that to them in, in booster payments and things like that. So they couldn't they, they just uh, say, look, fans, it, it's not going well. We're going to move on from him. But it's eight million dollars. We would rather hold an eight million dollar pool party for the entire campus than give it to this guy. We're going to gut it out for two more weeks. Well, did, did you hear what, what Ed Orgeron said to the uh, – Oh, that the was good, yes. Boosters of Alabama. Yeah. So, he, you know, he said, he said, they said, Coach, you got $17 million left on your contract. He said, we're going to pay you. I said, well, you tell me when to leave and which door to leave through. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I think you and I would be of the same mindset. So yeah. here, here is – by the way, App State got paid $1.5 million yeah. for the pleasure of going down to College Station – and putting a loss on Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. Uh, and then, you know, I believe all the other schools in, that I mentioned also got paid to do that. That's pretty embarrassing. I was explaining to my wife, uh, saying, you know, they they have to pay these teams mm-hmm. that are expected to get killed. They have to pay them because that's how they fund their program. She's like, oh. She's like, well, is it is it usually close? I go, no. I said, usually a team getting paid to play a game should never be within three touchdowns when it's all said and done, of the host team. Is that fair to say? Three touchdowns? Yeah, Yeah, three three touchdowns is about right. Yeah. So here's my theory on this. Why is this happening? Uh, I'll tell you why it's happening. is because these other schools are like real teams, and they stay together. These these other big schools, the quarterbacks are transferring back and forth, you know, in a matter of days. And and so, uh, you know, it, it takes them a while to get their bearings. 
hell, the App State quarterback's probably been there three years. You yeah. know, it, it, it's it's. It, I think it's that. It's not, I think that's a big part of it, and I think the three big letters right now dominating the college sports landscape. Nil, yeah. Nil. I can't prove it, but I gotta believe that you know these young men. They're 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 so full of piss and vinegar and hormones. And they're already hard to control. They're hard to get to focus. This generation is even harder because of the short attention span, right? Mm-hmm. So you then added to the mix NIL money and their focus on beating some slappy team named Georgia Southern is not there. It no. just isn't because of, even if there's players not getting nil money, they're thinking about it. They're talking to the wide receiver who is getting it. They're saying, well, what can I do to get it? And they're not paying attention to just playing the game. Once upon a time, it was like, I'm in college. I can't transfer without sitting out a whole year. So whatever beef I have with the coach, I've just got to fight through it or work it out. And I got life pretty good. I'm going to play football. I'm going to get an education. I'm not distracted by anything. These kids at the bigger schools, and that's why the the smaller schools have more of an edge now, is the bigger schools are more distracted. The smaller schools have less money, so they're not as focused on the other outside bullshit. I'll hang up and listen to your thoughts off the air, as we like to say. And also, this happened three or four years ago, where they made it so you could play in four games and not burn a redshirt year. Right. you can kind of try it out for three or four games. If you don't like it, you just leave and the year doesn't count. <laughs> it's wild, though. That's for sure. All right, Andy, update from uh, Jerry World 3-3. Tommy versus Dak. Let's go watch some more football, my friend, shall we? Yes, we shall. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. See you, Zed. There you go. All right, that's going to be a wrap for me. Obviously, my GERD is not good. Not good. I know. Yeah. Oh, you got to do this. Got to do that. Trust me. I am on this. I've got to find out what works and what doesn't. What's working? What's going on right now is not working for sure. I went to a stand-up desk, so I'm doing this podcast while standing up. I'll do my radio shows while standing up. So that's three hours, four hours a day. I will not be sitting down, hunched over, and I'm probably going to have to give up pizza and marinara sauce and all that other good stuff. Thanks for listening. Have a great Monday, everybody, and we will see you next time. Winning season has officially returned, and with NFL Preseason Live, there are plenty of opportunities to win at MyBookie. Whether you're a seasoned better or a first-timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. To claim your bonus, sign up and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with MyBookie. It's simple. 250 puts $500 in your account, and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on team win totals. Predict the Super Bowl winner. Use the MyBookie Prop Builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.